There's something I want to show you uh, in this word that is important, amen, that I believe is important, amen. How many came for a word today? How many need some encouragement this morning? Amen, amen. Well, let's, let's go to the book of Joshua. So we're going we're gonna to cover the book of Joshua and Judges today, amen. And, and, and I want to show you something uh, very interesting in this uh, what we've been talking about, okay? All right, um, if you have your Bibles, I'm just going to read one verse today. Joshua chapter 24, amen. Joshua chapter 24 and verse 15, verse 15. And it does say, if it is disagreeable in your sight to serve the Lord, choose for yourself today. It is important that you understand that word today. All right? In, in other words, it's critical today. Whom you will serve, whether the gods, little g, which your fathers served, which were beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me, and my house, I'm saying one more time. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I want to talk about life-changing choices. And today, part two, and this is a life-changing cho choice. Who will you serve? Amen. Who will you serve? Um, we begin talking about how Joshua had laid out a, a strategy uh, for the children of Israel. Um, he's about to die. Joshua, I told you it's going to be a Bible lesson, right? Uh, Joshua was the military leader of Israel. He took the place of Moses, and he, his task was to take the people into Canaan and conquer the land. But it did not come without opposition. You see, the land that they took, the land that they conquered was occupied by other people. There were different people groups living in the land that God was taking them to or took them to. And God was very, very, very specific about his command to Joshua. Uh, I told you I may not get through this, but I want you to hear what I'm saying. Watch this. Uh, Joshua, his task was to take the land. And in doing so, he spent the rest of his life trying to conquer the land. And you would think that if God gave you something, I'm trying to help somebody, that once he gives it to you, life should just be easy after that. You would think that 
the promised land that God had promised them would come just that easy. And I think that that's the picture that some people paint sometimes of God that when God blesses you, you, there's no struggle that come with it. Are you with me? There's a struggle that came with this land. And Joshua spent his whole life, amen, fighting and uh, fighting and trying to take the land and trying to enjoy what God had given them. I want to help you with something. Sometimes you think that the very thing that you may get may be the very thing that may bring ease to your life, but that may be the very thing that causes you to fight even more. Do I have anybody? Did that make sense? And oftentimes, uh, you have to make a decision. Joshua made a decision that no matter what happened, no matter how it looks, and there are times when your Christian life may not look like it's turning out the way you want to turn out, but you got to serve the Lord no matter what. You see, a lot of Christians are dating God. They're courting him. They're, they're, they, they like the idea of Jesus. But here's the thing. When you take the relationship to the next level is when you begin to what? Serve God. You see, they were living in a land full of idols. There was different idols there. There was idol worship here and there. And God wanted his people to have an exclusive relationship with him. Can I help you with something? God doesn't want you, to, you and I to have a relationship with him and everybody else. Are you with me? God wants you to know that your job is not who you serve. Come on, somebody. Your wife and your kids is not who you serve. You have to serve the God of the universe and carry out his will for your life. Are you with me? So, so here he is. Here he is. Here he is. Joshua now comes to the end in, in verse 15. And, and I want to say something to somebody here today. The choice that we have in this present age is almost impossible to really decide because we got so many choices of things that we could be serving. So many choices. But the one choice that will affect everything about your life is deciding who will you serve. Joshua 15, he says, look what he says. He says, listen, y'all. I'm about to die, but let me tell y'all something. If it's disagreeable in your sight to serve the Lord, then he says, today... Choose. Choose for yourself. Here's the thing. If you're going to choose, if you're going to make the choice to choose God, this is a life-changing choice. You have to make the decision today. There's an urgency today. It has to be done now or never. You don't want to miss your opportunity to surrender your life completely to God and give God what he's asking from you. Are you with me? Watch this now. Now he tells them, look what he says. He says, you choose today whom you'll serve, whether what? Whether the gods which your father served. Let me help you with this, okay? Uh, we were born to serve. We all have a capacity to serve. God has instilled in all of us the ability and the anointing and then the call to serve. Are you with me? 
He says, you got to choose now. Choose whether you'll serve the gods of your father, your father served. Now watch this. Hold on a minute. The gods your father served, which were beyond the river. He's saying, listen, your father's wasn't a good example. I'm getting to my points here in a minute, but watch this. Your father's wasn't a good example. See, your fathers served the gods beyond the river, and watch this, but I'm the one that delivered them out of Egypt. I'm the one that brought them out, and the reason why they died out, I'm giving you a Bible lesson, in the wilderness is because they did not serve me. I'm trying to help somebody. Could it be that the reason why things are going the way it's going in your life right now, because maybe you're serving the gods that were beyond the river. Or the gods that your father served. I'm trying to help somebody. Watch this now. He says, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you're living. So let me ask you a question. Who are you really serving? Who are we really serving? See, what he's saying, either you could serve the gods from the past, or you can serve the gods in the present but there's only one Lord and Savior, and that's Jesus Christ. And if we serve him, it's going to pay off after a while. Look what he says. Look what he says. He says, he says, in whose land you're living. But as for me, look what he says, in my house. See, I can only speak for my house. You know what that text talking about? <laughs> Joshua said, I'm taking the lead here. As a man, you got to take the lead and you got to lead your family and you got to say, listen, we're going to serve the Lord. Why? Because if we're not serving God, then who are we serving? Are you with me? So, so, so let's go on. Let's go on. I want to skip on down here to, the ver to verse 16. Let me show you something. Joshua's about to die and then we get to verse 16. Look what the people said. The people answered and said, far be it from us. I mean, I mean, believe what they said. Look what they said. They said, far be it from us that we should what? Forsake the Lord. Isn't that what we say? You know what I mean? Listen, I'm going to serve God. You know, I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to live right. I'm going to do this. I know about y'all, but I'm going to do the right thing. But watch what he says. He said, the people answer. He says, for the Lord our God is he who brought us and our fathers up out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. And who did these great signs in our sight and preserved us through all the way in which we went and among all the people to whom missed we have passed. Watch this. Watch this. Here's the first thing you got to write down. Write this down. Never forget God knows our real intentions. See, they had the right talk, but they didn't have it in their hearts. You see, oftentimes we can mean well, but our intentions sometimes, we have a lot of lip service, but it's not really in our hearts. See, when, when Joshua said, I will serve God, he meant that. But they had a visible sign that there was a God. And the reason why I'm saying this, the decision to serve God will be the most important decision you ever make in your life. And I'm not just talking about just doing work and work and work. I'm just talking about just surrendering and saying, God, I'll serve you. God, whatever you do, I'll serve you. But listen, can I help you with something? Remember this. 
God knows our real intentions. They talked a good talk. But go to verse 21. Go to verse 21 real quick. Verse 21 says what? The people said to Joshua, no. But we will what? Serve the Lord. Are you with me? He says right here, Joshua said to the people, you are witnesses against yourself. Watch this. That you have chosen for yourself who? The Lord. To serve him. And they said what? We are witnesses. Are you with me? And verse 25, it says what? So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and made them a what? A statue and an ordinance in Shechem. See, here's the thing. When you decide to serve God, it's almost like a covenant. So the second thing you got to write down is this. Never make a promise to God you can't keep. See, they were going through the formalities, y'all. They were going through the formalities of saying, "I'm going." You ever do that? You ever just give lip service? I mean, like seriously, like you just say, "Yeah, okay, I'm gonna do it." All right, okay, all right. But in your heart, you never really meant it. And what he says, he says they they were making these promises. Listen, their intentions were good, but it wasn't real. Y'all follow me? Is this making sense? Now, I want you to go to Joshua chapter 1. Judges chapter 1. Just flip on down in your Bible. Now, it came about after the death of who? The sons of Israel inquired of the Lord, saying, Who shall go up for us against the Canaanites to fight what? Against them. The Lord said what? Judah shall go up. Behold, I've given the land into what? His hands. Write this down. Here's the next thing you got to remember. Never forget who you serve. Saints, I want to tell you something. In this time right now, in this time in your life right now, you got to remind yourself who you really serve. And we serve God. And no matter how bad the enemy may try to make things look in your life, no matter what you're going through right now, you have to remember that you and I, we serve a living God. We serve a personal God. We are fighting a battle, but God has chosen you to fight that battle. Come on, somebody. You are part of something bigger and greater. And listen, no devil in hell can stop you from what God has for you. And I want to help somebody here today. Don't you stop fighting because God has already given you the victory. That's the key. When we serve, we are adding to the kingdom. We are aligning ourselves with God's purpose. We are positioning ourselves in such a way that God gets the glory. But here's the thing. Just because you get a win doesn't mean that you can get relaxed. Do I have anybody? Watch this. Watch the text. Watch this. Watch this. Go to chapter 1, verse 28 now. Here's where it gets deeper. See, I told you we're doing a Bible lesson this morning. Amen. Now watch this for a minute. I want to show you something. All right. And it came about, verse 28, when Israel became strong. Now let me tell you what happened. They went in. 
to Jerusalem and they got the land. Finally, after all this time, they took the territory. Right? It says, then they what? They put the Canaanites <laughs> into what? Forced labor. But watch the piece of the text. You got to watch. But they did not drive them out what? Verse 29a, Ephraim did not drive out the Canaanites. Verse 30a, Zebulun did not drive out the inhabitants. Verse 31, Asher did not drive out the Nephilim. Nephilim did not drive out the inhabitants. What did they not do? They did not write this down. If you're going to serve God, always obey God completely, no matter how you feel. Now, the, now they were supposed to drive them out. Get rid of them. You know what that, that equates to? What God is trying to say to us this morning, there's some people you got to get from around. They, listen, they, they allowed themselves to feel compassion, and God says, listen, your compassion doesn't trump my, your obedience. In other words, obey me completely. Don't obey me partly. Don't, don't obey me the way you think it's supposed to be done. Follow the instruction. Text says that they allowed these people to live among them. And then you get to Joshua chapter 2. I'm sorry, Judges chapter 2. You get to Judges chapter 2 and verse 2, and what does it say? It says, And as for you, you shall make no covenant with the what? You shall tear down their what? But. You have not what? <laughs> Tell your neighbor, you have to obey God. How do we obey God, though? How does that look? You read his word and you apply it to your life. You read his word and you apply it to your life. You open the book and you say, okay, God, if you tell me to do that, I'm going to do that. Listen, you, you are, and I are called to be servants. We are not shot callers. We are servants. He calls the shot. <laughs> watch this though. Watch this though. Watch this though. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. They did not obey. Right? And look what it says. Therefore, I also said I will not drive them out before you, but they will become as a. Th See, the things that God is telling you to get rid of, if you keep part of it, it's going to become a problem to you later. A lot of us are trying to hold on to some stuff that God is telling you to release, but you won't release it. So it's now it's going to become a problem to your service to God. So, so in other words, if you don't obey God completely, then certain things in your life will start becoming a thorn in your side. Come on and help me, somebody. This may not make no sense to you right now, but it's going to make sense to you later because the choice that you make in who you serve, watch this, it will make a difference then. Are you with me? Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Go to verse 10. Chapter 2, verse 10. This is the tragedy right here. And all that generation also were gathered to their fathers. Now, this is the generation of Joshua. 
When it says they were gathered to their fathers, in other words, they died. Look what it says. And there arose what? There arose what? Okay, okay. There arose another generation after them who what? Who what? Am I the only one excited at 9 a.m. in the morning? <laughs> after them who what? <laughs> Pastor, give me some of that coffee. <laughs> Why? Watch this. After them who did not know what? You say, Pastor, why are you talking about service? Why are you talking about serving? Because who you serve will affect your next generation. Who you serve will affect your children, your grandchildren. Can you imagine that's where we are in America today? That we've raised, risen up a generation that do not know the Lord. And right now we're fighting to bring that generation back to understand who the Lord is. But you see why it's important, saints, for you to serve? Because, watch this, always remember your service, write this down, is an example to those around you. This generation, how... How did this generation miss God? They miss God because Joshua used the word serve over 15, 20 times. And he understood that the most important choice, one of the most important choices you'll ever make in your life is who you will serve. And it affects generations. Why do you think when we took prayer out of school? Come on, somebody. When we stop using the Bible in universities. Come on, somebody. When, 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 when we stop being visible and parents being visible, serving God. Oh, you at church too much. You did. Listen, that's what kept your children to this generation. Are you with me? Don't ever look at your service as a strife. Or something that, man, it's a struggle. Or, man, I got I to gotta go do this. Oh, church, oh, man, they asking me to do this. Couple of factors here. If their fathers had obeyed God and totally destroyed the people living in the land, they would not have had exposure to what? False idols. Watch this. That's, that's a big one. So this is why in your serving, you and I have to be obedient to God. Here's another thing. They may have compromised or would not have compromised their servitude. It was a decision that they made. It was a devastating decision. But there arose another generation after them, the Bible says, who did not know the Lord, nor, nor watch this, nor yet the work which he had done for Israel. Can I ask you a question? How does that happen? When you give credit to the wrong God. How is it that Israel the nation. God's people. Raise up a generation. That don't know anything. About what God has done. Let's bring it on a little closer. You ready? Let's talk about African American history. The only time we talk about it is when? In February. But if we really understood the struggle and the God that released 
African Americans from slavery, I don't believe that us as a people would be living the way we are now. Because when you forget your history, now we're part of a new lineage now, but what I'm trying to say to you saints is that don't stop serving. Your serving is how you leave a legacy. They didn't even talk about God. Text says they didn't know and they didn't talk about God. They knew nothing about God. I believe through our serving him, they will ask us, somebody's going to ask you, why are you serving? I'm serving because if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, you don't hear me, where would I be today? And your serving God serves an ex as an example not only to your generation but to the generation to come that will say, man, why did they go to church again? Because of all that God has done. You see, they didn't talk about how he opened up the Red Sea. They didn't talk about, come on somebody, how they lived in the wilderness for 40 years and how their clothes didn't wear out. How he fed them morning, noon, and night. Come on somebody. How he protected them in the elements of the wilderness. Come on, come on let me ask you a question. Who are you giving credit to for the last thing you went through? Because I want to say to somebody here today, when you serve him, there's benefits in serving him. When you serve him, he'll bless you like you never know before. But not only do you get blessings, but you get wisdom, and you get to leave something behind when you leave this earth. Never forget. Never forget that your service to God is an example. But look at verse 11. Who, Lord Jesus? The sons of Israel did what? They did what? Let me ask a question. Whose fault is it? Was it the generation before? Yeah, I believe it's their fault. Even though they have a personal choice, but I believe it's their fault. Why? Because they did not teach them by the way they live. And if they would have destroyed all of those tribes, guess what would have happened? They would have known that there was only one God. Can I ask you a question? Do you know really that there's only one God? I'm talking about one God. And he has all power in his hands. And that he raised the dead. And that he opened blind eyes. Come on, somebody. That he walks on water. That he can transform your soul. The text says they did evil in the sight of God. In other words, they didn't care that God's eyes was always on his people. Come on, somebody. And served Baals. And they forsook the Lord, their God. The God of their fathers. Look at this. That's old school. That's old-fashioned. Traditional church. That would, that's what they were saying. They're like, man, please. <laughs> that's traditional church. You know what? We need to contemporize this thing. Come on, man. Let's make up our own God and serve him. Look what he says. And they brought 
them who brought them what? Out of the land of Egypt. And followed what, y'all? From among the gods of the who? Who were what? Can I ask you a question? Who's influencing you? Who's influencing you? Look at the text. The text says, and bowed themselves down to them. Thus they provoked the Lord what? Always remember this. Write this down. You have a choice who you will serve. You see, the one thing God is not going to do, God is not going to force you to serve him. But brothers and sisters, I want to say something to you today. The choice you make and who you're going to serve is so critical to your lineage. Mothers, you have greater than your children because many fathers are not home. But I want to say this to you. If you serve God, it may not make sense, especially you single mothers. It may not make sense to them, but it ain't supposed to make sense to them. Because when they get to a certain age, they're going to understand why you were always at the church. They're going to understand why you was on your knees praying late at night. They're going to understand why you were fasting and praying and giving everything you had to God. And they're going to understand it later on, not now. And God is going to show you that when you give your everything to me, I will give more to you than you can ever give to me. But I don't want to raise up a generation of people who don't know the Lord. Who never gave God glory. May I say this to you? Contemporary thinking make you think that, oh, it's chance, it's karma. It's all this other stuff. It's all this energy and all this other new age beliefs. And that's what they were believing. And that's why this generation rose up and did evil in the sight of God. Never forget. Never forget this. And always remember, we have a choice who will serve. Tabloids are notorious for pictures that they manufacture. They do this by creating pictures of people by matching their heads with different bodies. These magazines want to paint a picture in order to sell magazines and papers. These pictures are also all often a false creation made up in order to achieve a goal of increasing sales. Just as the tabloids will reconfigure things to accomplish its own purpose, the evil one is committed to changing our picture of God in order to sell himself. The enemy wants you to buy something that's not real. Church today is not like it used to be. People believe that all you got to do is show up or I got a word and I'm gone. But my question to you is this, who will you serve? 
Give God a hand clap of praise. Amen.